Hey, uh, what's going on, Wes? Not much. What's up with you, Brian? I mean, not much. Not much. Just hanging out. I was playing B99 for a good chunk of the day, man. It's got about to come out in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, I, I never reviewed it. There were a couple of problems at launch for the U.S. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, so you've been playing B99 Overclocked, huh? I've been playing B99 Overclocked, baby. And I'll tell you, it took me two hours to even start enjoying it. I think once <laughs> you kind of understand everything, it, it's simpler than it seems, but once you understand everything, it starts becoming way more fun. Um, I think I'm going to end up liking it, but I also need to spend like another 10 hours with it before I review it. So we'll see. Yeah, that's me. Like, I think I need to play it more. Um, there are things I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's not far from being a very good game. I think a few pretty basic tweaks to it could make it a much better game, but I didn't, I didn't play it a ton. I played a couple hours, maybe, uh, I didn't exactly unlock very many weapons or any of the cool things that you get through the progression. So, um, I think my, my view on B99 is very incomplete at this moment. Yeah, I, I will say that I seeing the trailers, I was like, "Ooh, I don't like the art style here." You know, like this the kind of the, even the neon looked dull for some reason. And I was thinking, "Oh, so it's going to pop in the headset. It's going to pop in the headset." It doesn't pop in the headset. It doesn't matter nope. which graphics mode you put it on. It just feels. It's like, oh man, why isn't this like super vibrant and just like, I don't know. It just feels like yeah. the world could be so much more um, psychedelic looking. Like, just pump up that contrast and pump up that saturation and, and really fucking throw mm-hmm. it at me man make the visual experience part of the treat like but right now it feels like it's change the you he needs to change the you it's all primary colors i mean it's all like basic stuff you get in the the eight box of crayola you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, it, and the problem is with that I and mean, then the kind of compounds the problem is that the enemies are exactly the same colors as the the levels are, so they constantly blend in. And all he would have to do is change the U and the contrast a little bit on the environments and leave the enemies alone, or vice versa, and it would be a much better looking game. I mean, I like the art style. I like the kind of uh, retro psychedelic thing that's going on there. Um, but again, a few small tweaks would make it so much better. <laughs> The chat's got an excellent point. We haven't even started the show. We're full into a, a full on B99 <laughs> overclocked conversation. We haven't even started the show. So let's let's do that and then we can continue on. You ready? Fine. <laughs> This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day and Two Eyes Friday, right here on PSVR Without Pro. We do it live on YouTube, 6 p.m. Eastern, for your viewing pleasure. For all those who like to listen with your eyes, for all those who like to watch with your ears, uh, our friend Rypop uploads this on podcast services of your choice. I can't imagine. There's like hundreds of choices. I can't imagine. I don't know how anybody uses the ones that no one's ever heard of. I don't know. Maybe there's benefits. Maybe you should tell me in the comments somewhere uh my name is brian Paul from the show right here psvr without pro and the gentleman over here to my left you're right it's wes dylan from virtual strangers what's happening wes spotify and itunes those, those are the two right like the so. other ones people are the, they 
Do they exist? Do do they actually get used by anyone? Somebody must be using them or they would fold, right? That's my theory as well. But like, dude, so I live in the, in, in you know, in, a, in the middle of the city, in the middle of Worcester, Massachusetts. And I drive down the street and I see all of these stores, all of these restaurants that I've never seen a single person in, but yet they're open <laughs> right. every single day. Uh, so... Who knows, man? Maybe, maybe maybe certain people are able to survive on very little. That's how without parole runs. Those those are all fronts, Brian, for crime. <laughs> that's that's what those stores are in restaurants. They're a way for people to launder money. R- welcome to the real world, everybody. This is how it works. <laughs> wow. Wow. I used to spend quite a bit of uh, time in one of those stores. Actually, it was a uh, like a uh, I was secondhand clothing store like they sold like super expensive clothing but they were all used and um people like would just go in there and just steal clothes and no one cared because it wasn't about selling the clothes it was about having books it was uh pretty incredible that's pretty amazing uh, i have the story that i mean I, I guess i haven't told in a really really long time um there was for so for a long time you could still get good deals on retro video games if you just went to like thrift stores or whatever you know like people just sending their whole stuff to stores that didn't know any better and just you know put them up on the shelves for a couple dollars a piece and you'd be like you go in and you find all these treasures all these amazing finds and so when I started without parole uh, and I hung out with my friend Mike Zeller uh, who was my very first co-host we'd always be hitting up stores like that and uh, good use of the mute button I saw that it's nice. Um, we always be hitting up stores in flea markets or whatever, just to find good deals on retro video games. And <laughs> there was one that I drove by a hundred times and I finally was like, fuck it. I'm going to stop and go in because like this place looks huge and they just have tons of stuff. They've got to have video games in here. You walk in, everything's dusty, uh, just like used crap everywhere. And like, I was just kind of like looked around until I found the whole section of like records and, and CDs and uh, video games, a whole shelf of video games. I start going through and I'm looking through and I'm like starting piling things up, right? Because I'm like, oh, this is this is great. There's, there's a bunch of stuff here. Some dude came in and he like starts talking to some of the other customers, like very casually, like, like he knows them. I'm like, what's going on here? One of the other customers is like sitting on an amp just playing guitar. I don't know if the guitar was for sale, if the amp was for sale. If he worked there, if he was shopping. Um, and so they're having this conversation and he turns and looks at me and says, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, I'm a, I'm a customer. Is this not something you're like used to seeing? And so the, at that moment, I was like, I should, I do not belong in here. And I grabbed that pile of games and I like got out of there as fast as possible. Who the fuck <laughs> is this guy to some random customer? Like, that's not how you operate business. And apparently it is. Apparently you you raided their hangout spot, Brian, and he, <laughs> he needed to do some business, but he couldn't because strange eyes were around. And yeah, yeah. Professor Lilith asks, "Is Bound getting a PSVR two remaster? Is that why the trailer is streaming?" <laughs> no. Um. Here's the problem. Uh. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to know what the answer to twenty questions was on the last episode, then don't pay attention to the trailer that starts the next episode because I'm just too lazy to change it. That's why it's playing. It was bound. I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> Hopefully you've got a game picked right. up because Wes, you are hosting 20 questions at the end of the show. Note to self, do not choose bound. Or or if you want to you know, really throw me for a loop, 
Choose bound. That's true. Professor Lilith with five dollar tip says, "Hi, Game Cats. Hey, Professor Lilith. The Sunday multiplayer survey is up on Discord. Choose from No Man's Sky, Demio, and C Smash BRS. The two player mode just dropped. Um, I don't. I thought the. I thought that was coming next month. I think they announced it a date for it today. The the co op mode, but there is a versus mode, so there's plenty of stuff to do in there." Um, if you want to play against somebody, uh, what would you vote for? Would you vote for Demio, No Man's Sky, or C Smash, Wes? Well, I mean, if I had to pick my favorite game out of the three, it would be Demio. But I'm really not familiar with how the multiplayer in No Man's Sky is. We're we're covering No Man's Sky this week, coincidentally, on my channel. Interesting, uh, and it's been one of the one of the big um, like. What do I do? Uh, you know, I, I have X amount of hours to play VR games, and I've been stuck on Crossfire since uh, the beginning of the week. Um, I should probably move on to No Man's Sky, given that it's fucking No Man's Sky, and it takes years to play it. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to move on yet. So I, it's, a, it's a weird juxtaposition. But I have zero knowledge or experience of the multiplayer in that, and how much fun it would be with a friend. Like, have you ever done any of the multiplayer in there? Uh, only early on. I remember jumping in with Miles and a couple other people. And uh, I think we did like, a, I think I did a 12 hour live stream when the PSVR version dropped. And so I got in and did some multiplayer in that, but I don't know how it works other than that. The other people are also around you. You know, I don't think that you, that you can give you just people items out. and trade stuff and yeah. So hang out in the infinite universe and grind and just yeah. grind. <laughs> you and I are notorious for the, being the two people on the crew that like play this game the least and really, I think appreciate it the least, I think to a certain extent. Um, and I will say that this new graphics update has me wanting to appreciate it more than I've ever wanted to appreciate it because stepping into this world is absolutely beautiful. And, uh, Oh my God, you guys, it's amazing. I, I think the word is uh, glorious. Glorious. It's glorious. <laughs> it's glorious, you guys. Yeah. Nick says, uh, Nick in the chat, Nick Mueller says, Wes, hit me up. I can show you some stuff. I can show you the world. Or not. Well, I, I got to start all over. Like, I have to start all over because it's always so long in between my sessions in No Man's Sky that I forget how to play. Yep. And I have to start all over. Yep. It's the only game that you can spend 35 hours in and still not know how to play. Right. Um, yep. Danorama Pajama with five quid says, Crossfire Pajama Squad is my... <laughs> it's nice. Uh, Crossfire CR Squad is my game of the year. Realism mode is fun. Suck it, llamas. Uh, why is game hate even a thing? Isn't there enough hate in the world? For real. For so real. much to say on this. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We've got a lot of topics to, to knock out first. And speaking of which, um, guys, we're going to get to the show in just a second. But really, 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 uh, if you like, especially long form content like this, if you like here, if you like hanging out, shooting the shit in the chat with people who love VR, uh, make sure you go subscribe to Wes and his friends over at Virtual Strangers. The link for that's in the description below. They talk about not just PSVR 2, all VR. So if you're not getting your fill over here, go get your fill over there. Through that episode 200 coming up soon, Brian. Really? Yep. Yep. We're a few <laughs> weeks off. 
from episode 200. Uh-huh. Trying to think of something cool to do. And I've got a few ideas, but I could use a few more. <laughs> yeah, people keep asking me what I'm going to do for 100,000 subscribers. And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Like, what do you want? Because I'm, I, I can only handle like what's happening tomorrow or what's happening today. Like, uh, so I don't know. Um, a lot of YouTubers do things like, um, like they wear their hat until they hit the milestone and they take it off or they'll wear a mask and then they'll have their face reveal. I think maybe we should do like the opposite. So like when we hit a hundred thousand, we just put masks on nice so that people don't have to look at us anymore. <laughs> and so that everything sounds kind of like this when we talk. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like it. It's interesting. Uh, all right, man, we got so much stuff to talk about today. Um, and also, I, I got something ready to, to kick things off that isn't even on the run of show, which is crazy because we've got an action packed run of show today. Uh, the thing I want to start talking about right off the bat is a podcast that Cerebral Frost uh, turned me on to called Game Dev Unchained. And uh, like two months back, they had the CEO of Servios on it named Alex Silken. Uh, and they talk, I mean, man, they talk. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with this. They talk a lot about um, about just VR in general, PlayStation VR two, the metaverse, everything. They cover a wide range of topics, but they kick off the entire show referencing Aliens VR, which no one's fucking talked about since they announced it was a thing a year ago. Right? How weird is it? Servios is known for like kind of pumping out these games really fast. And then suddenly they're like, oh, and our next game is this. And then they go radio silent. That's so unlike Servios. Right? Hopefully it means that, that, that things are changing over there. I mean, with the last time that they had a, a major IP uh, at their disposal to make a game around, it was The Walking Dead. And that did not go well. Um, right. So maybe they're going to spend a little more time here and make sure it's right before they start marketing it and before they um, start putting footage out and doing all the things that they typically do. Right. Yeah. All we got was like basically a promotional poster and that was the extent of it. Uh, so it's funny you say this because I think you bring up an excellent point. Uh, the walking dead did not go well when they announced aliens VR, everyone said, Oh my God, I hope it's fucking like alien isolation. Right. And if you've ever played a Serbios game, there's no way that's what that game is going to be. Right. It's going to be an action packed romp <laughs> through a spaceship where you kill tons of aliens and you go from point A to point B. Um, that being said, the reason I bring this up, Wes, is because Alec, uh, Alex Silken, at the very start of the show, calls Aliens VR a spiritual successor to Alien Isolation. And even he admits that that's a lofty goal to uh, to meet. Whoa. And he says that he, they hope to create a compelling VR follow-up to that game. So wow. I'm wondering if, big words. if maybe they heard what people were saying. Everybody was like, oh, we want alien isolation. And they said, we got to go back to the drawing board. People, we are not going to deliver what people want. So it, it may, may not have been that early in development to begin with. Um, and so I, I'm very, very hopeful that when they kind of re-reveal this thing, that it's something that we're all kind of hoping for. Yeah, that that's actually very encouraging. Although watch, as soon as they reveal it, Guidance Interactive will come out with their version of the Aliens game, <laughs> and it will make Servios change what they're doing up in midstream and launch an incomplete game. So if, uh, if Servios is based on the uh, the Fox uh, movies, 
right? Is that who is that who produces those? Then what medium is Skydance? Is is there an alien comic book? I mean, there was, I guess, a Dark Horse. Yeah, one yeah, there. Aliens versus Predator, Aliens oh, versus yeah. Predators, DC Comics. I'm pretty sure. Hell yeah, very nice. Anyway. That's a, it's a lot of wishful thinking, uh, but also very hopeful that they're going to be re-revealing that soon. Not that we don't have enough games to play, but uh, be very curious to start seeing some 2024 games. There's only, there's only like two or three that we're aware of right now. Um, I think it's um, obviously Wanderer Fragments of Fate is uh, early 2024. And oh shit, there's like two more, but I can't think of the name of them right now. One's by Game Boom. You're right. Into the Darkness VR. That was another one I was thinking of. Hmm. But we don't have to wait very long for our next news story. Wes, uh, the Galaxy Cart update is coming soon. <laughs> and I, I laugh every time I say it, but but honestly, I absolutely love Galaxy Cart. I think it's really fucking fun. Uh, and the, they've, they've really fixed up a lot of the technical problems with it. Now they just need to add content. And so we've got a couple more tracks coming soon. They've got in-game voice chat happening. They've got wheel support happening. And then today they revealed this tease of um, the food desert. Is that what this is? Uh, food desert. So this is what the this is what one of the next two maps is going to look like. They've got a thing with food, man. They've got a thing with food. I guess you can't copyright food, so you can kind of just do whatever you want with it. But you can race as a hot dog in this game. You can use ketchup as a weapon which you should never do. That's not what ketchup was made for. Ketchup is too nice to use as a weapon. What do you think, man? Have you have you gotten a chance to get into Galaxy Card at any point, or are you holding off until it gets a little bit more complete? Uh, I'm holding off. When, when it has wheel support, I'll get in and try it. Um, nice. I think that'll be enough to kind of push me over the line. Uh, this track looks nice, though. I mean, given that it's hot dog archways and pizza ramps, <laughs> Uh, it looks very, it looks very Mario Kart, which is what everyone wants. Um, yeah, so I'm down. Does. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yep, and I'm glad they're showing jumps here uh, because uh, it, it is really fun to go over jumps, and, and it's a great way to get a speed boost in this game. Um, I am going to be recommending this game. I think after the update goes live, as long as nothing happens, like it, I, I gave this a horrible review. I think a 3.5 at launch because there were just so many problems. So many of those problems have been fixed. The resolution has been fixed. No longer blurry. I'm, I'm super excited for this. I just need another excuse to use my racing rig, West. Can't wait to get in there. One hand on the yeah, wheel, for real. One hand shooting weapons. That's what I love. No, oh, sounds great. Uh, get in my belly, GameCat Wilkins, with the twenty dollar tip. Thank you very much, everybody, for your generosity. We really appreciate you. Uh, he gives us a Shiba dog in a in samurai armor, waving a banner that says. Number one. <laughs> You're number one, Brian. Based I, in the biz. He also follows it up with a uh, level two membership that says, uh, love this show. Fantastic as always. I mean, I'm, I've got a weird energy today, man. I've got a weird energy. Like, I've, I'm super excited to be here, and I'm so happy that we're doing the show. And we've got a lot to talk about. But, like, I feel like I'm just it's like a fog, just like right here i'm there with you bro i am completely there with you that's okay sometimes our some of our best episodes uh i completely black out and then i watch it back and i'm like oh i guess it was pretty good huh oh you watch it i can't stand to watch myself um, I, i'll listen to it basically basically what i do is 
when it comes time where I feel like I have to go to sleep, like I can't not sleep right now because I got stuff I've got to do and I'm almost out of time. Um, I'll, I will put some of my own content on, whether it be Gamescast or one of my shows, and I'll lay in my bed and watch it until I go to sleep. Uh, because if I watch anything else, I'll just lay there and watch it. But if I watch stuff that I've already done, then I can go to sleep. So You're like, I know I how this ends. Some of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nice. Dude, I got to ask, what's what's on your shirt? I see Vertigo, but I don't know if it's Vertigo Games, Vertigo 2. No, it is Vertigo. It's the original Vertigo. Nice. Which, yeah, yeah. Are, are we missing out by not getting Vertigo uh, on PSVR 2 yet? I mean, I feel like if Vertigo 2 is a success, which I'm sure it'll be, that we'll get Vertigo 1. But are we missing out? Probably. It's, it's, it's likely. It's likely the Vertigo remastered will make its way to PSVR two at some point as long as everyone buys vertigo two and likes it which i'm 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 assuming everyone will uh it's good man vertigo remastered is really good um two's better obviously uh but one one's not anything to sneeze at it's 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 pretty solid as well samson 143 vr yeah i want to talk to samson that's the best i got today man i'm sorry uh he says (laughs) With the $2 tip, it says, new walkabout map announced. Well, it's crazy you say that, Samson, because that is indeed the next news story that we have. Uh, there's no trailer for it yet, I don't believe, but we do have this nice little image here that I just put on the screen. Walkabout mini golf, new DLC course, Alfheim, Land of the Elves, coming September 7th. Uh, did I pronounce that right, Wes? I I, I didn't even know this was an sounds, actual sounds thing. Sounds good to me. Oh, is, is this a thing? I thought it would be... Uh like a walkabout thing so this is the thing outside of walkabout i don't think it's like copyright or anything like that i don't think the ip belongs to anybody specifically like it's it's one of those like mythological things uh that oh um like i think it's it actually appears in god of war and a bunch of other games that like sort of you know lean on i just assume that this would be their version of rivendell but they don't have the lord of the rings ip so they can't do rivendell so now they're going to do outline uh uh, what was the last walkabout DLC? I'm so Laser lost. Lair. Oh, that was like super recent. Like I, I, I was like, man, it feels like a long time ago. But Laser Lair was like a month or two ago, uh, and I loved yep. it, man. I loved Laser Lair. I thought that was like something new and different for them, like new, different kind of aesthetic, uh, different kind of traps. Obviously, those la- those lasers really required some precision. Uh, so I'm I'm excited that they kind of uh, get to double dip into doing whatever they feel like doing, like. I, I think I could probably go for the rest of my life without seeing them do another licensed course. Like just, I want to see them full on creativity to do whatever the fuck they want, because I think that's when they shine. Agreed. Although I am looking forward to their meow wolf collaboration. I think that's going to be pretty cool, but um, yeah, I agree. And I'm actually kind of interested in this one. Uh, you know, I don't cover all of them, uh, all of the, dlc maps as they come out because they come out constantly and there's just too many of them to cover i would i would get walkabout fatigue if i covered all of them <laughs> uh but it, it's been a little while now we, we did do laser lair a couple of weeks ago um with the patrons but we didn't cover it on launch so i'm thinking maybe maybe i might actually uh redeem the the key for this one and get an early look at it um, the problem is, Brian, is I don't know which friggin' platform to play on. Like, I want to play it on my PSVR 2, 
because of the colors and because the extra field of view actually does make a difference in a game like this. Um, but I don't have a golf club attachment for my controller, and I need that. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess maybe get it on Steam. I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's coming, but I don't know. Like it, it, we, we were actually just talking about this recently, I think, in voice chat and you know, I'm 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 not a gunstock person. I will find I should say I will find out if I'm a gunstock person because I'll be testing out the Vader one, the Pro Tube, all that stuff. Uh, but you know, attachments in general, not really keen on. Uh, but when the walkabout dev said, "Hey, do you want to test out the grip to putter that we have uh, that our partners have coming out?" I said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to check that out." Um, and I'm just and I'm just a little bit wondering. Like if it's going to be a gimmick where I put it on and I go, oh yeah, this feels really realistic and it's nice, but I've just gotten too used to how walkabout controls without it. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Oh, I, like it's a it's a necessity for me. Like if I don't have it, it just don't feel right anymore. Really? I've gotten so used to having that two handed grip. Um, that yeah, I, I you I think you're going to agree on this one, and I'm not. I'm not really typically a gunstock guy, uh, but this is different. Like I, I always wished that walkabout had um, two-handed controls in it. So there's a virtual club that you need both of your controllers to grab because I need both of my hands to grab something to be immersed, and it doesn't. So um, the the club attachment makes all the sense in the world here, and. Um, yeah, I need one. So whoever does the official one out there, was it Hello Real? Did, did do the official? No, no, that's the. Uh, well, maybe it is Hello Real. Anyway, send me one so I can play on PlayStation <laughs> VR two. Yeah, please. Yeah, the PSVR two one isn't isn't ready yet for review. Um, I'll pass the word along though to whoever contacted me. Uh, Stephen Heaton in the chat says, "Will you get the new course if you buy the complete edition?" Uh, no, uh, the whole in one edition covers uh, the game and every DLC that had come out up to and including the PSVR two launch. Uh, and since then, there's been three, I believe, or this will be the third one since launch. But I can't keep up; they come out so frequently. Uh, whole in one edition is the greatest deal ever, and it, and it, it already has been on sale for an even cheaper price. Um, but it's a good question though. A lot of people are confused by that. Uh, macho, macho, macho. The real estate procrastinating game cat with the $5 tip says, you've got a weird energy today, Brian, because you are so hyped for Starfield tomorrow. <laughs> um, dude, I'm, I'm super curious about Starfield. Uh, it's been a while since Bethesda, uh, put out a new open world game. They put out a new game of that type the fallout type the skyrim type i'm super curious about it it looks, it looks, looks cool. right up my alley yeah the art looks cool i mean it's, uh, it looks very reminiscent of uh, no man's sky but i'm confident that bethesda will have more stuff in there which is going to be the kind of stuff that we are asking for with no man's sky with like story content and you know objective based gameplay and stuff like that you know don't say it out loud, man. Don't say it out loud. People will say, but it uh -huh. does have that. And we say, we know, but not the way we want because. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Give, give us, give us time. Well, give me time. I, I, I do feel like I'm going to get into it and I really want to get into it before 
our next top 25 debate because the way that it looks and feels now, who boy, I, it, it screams top five to me, Wes. Top five. Possibly. Uh, C-Smash updates incoming. It's uh, going to be here September 14th. That it'll include co-op, which I was we thought was supposed to be there at launch. Infinity mode and new levels along with some new music. There's a whole PlayStation blog post article about this. So if you care to get deep into it, then great. Uh, what I did find interesting was that the PlayStation blog post article starts with the words, uh, since we started development on this game just over a year ago, meaning that it's probably less than a year from the from the time they started development to the time it came out, uh, which doesn't surprise me because while it's a nice game, it seems like it's very light on content. I feel like we get the early access version of it, Wes. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is becoming a more and more common thing uh, with, with VR games, and we're, we're constantly getting the early access version whether we're talking about c smash that has uh um you know content missing or we're talking about you know games like green hell and switchback which just aren't quite finished yet i I think that we're kind of constantly getting the early access version of games and it kind of sucks yeah it kind of sucks i wish they'd be more transparent about it i wish that sony offered an early access program uh, so that everybody just kind of knew what they were getting into and that developers could be a little more transparent about it. Um, I feel like Sony's just turning a blind eye because they don't want to, they don't want to get into that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I had fun with C-Smash. I really did, but it was over before it began. And then, you know, Miles and I jumped in and played a bunch of multiplayer and I was like, that's it. And some cool game modes, but nothing I wanted to just like sit there and play for hours. Uh, so hopefully this co-op is what we're looking for. Uh, some new block types too, so I'm I'm glad they're getting creative with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see what you all say. I haven't played C Smash. Um, haven't really had a ton of interest in it. But if people come out and say, "Hey, man, it's really good," then I'll give it a look. Uh, Blue Phoenix in the chat says, uh, "PlayStation Plus new prices are garbage." I actually just heard about this not long before the show. Um, Plus PS price, PS plus prices. She sells seashells by the seashore. (laughs) One of those days. Um, it prices are going up dramatically. Uh, I think it's really, yeah. I want to say it's going from 60 to 80 for essentials. And, uh, well, I mean, okay. I kind of, you know, it sucks. It sucks that that's what's happening. But I mean, let's just be honest, like everything else went up. It's not really the the cost going up as much as it is the value of the currency going down. So I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I don't like it, um, but I kind of get it. Everything else went up. Everything else went up. Yeah. Yeah. All my streaming services are going up in price or have gone up in price. Uh, Amazon prime keeps going up. Um, yeah, I don't know. The fact is, is, you know, I've, I've always kind of said that PlayStation plus is worth it because over the course of the year, if you, if you buy as many games, uh, as I do, then you're probably going to get about $60 worth of discounts over the course of the 12 months that you have it. Um, you know, $5 here, $5 there, it adds up pretty fast. 
Um, but uh, it just, I don't know, man. It feels like, you know, you know the analogy about uh, throwing a frog into boiling water? And if you throw yeah. a frog into boiling water, it jumps right out, right? But if you throw a frog into like nice warm water and you gradually turn up the heat, you're going to cook that fucking frog because he's going to be dead before you know it, right? And I feel like that. We're, I feel like we're the frog and Sony and everybody else are just slowly turning up the heat and eventually we're all just going to be broke. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, for what it's worth, I don't really get all that much use out of PS Plus anymore. I, I need it for multiplayer, but I have it on two accounts. Like I have Plus on two accounts right now and I don't feel like I necessarily need to have it on two accounts so i've got a decision to make before my year is up in november uh whether or not i want to keep it on both because the second one honestly i haven't used at all so if they're going to jack the price up by a third or even more maybe because i typically buy these things uh during the black friday week when they're 45 dollars um so like if i can't get it for like at least 60 i don't think i'll probably keep it on both accounts anymore even though it will suck that i have 200 games plus uh, on one of my libraries that i'm going to voluntarily walk away from um they're all flat games anyway most of them and i don't play them so um yeah i'm uh, it kind of sucks you're right they keep turning up the water slowly or up the heat slowly uh, not just playstation but everyone in general yeah Amazon Prime sucks now, man. It sucks. It costs a lot more money. Yep. I used to, when you had it, you got uh, free next day shipping. You don't even get that anymore. They just ship that shit whenever they want now. It doesn't, like, you used to, I could order something from Amazon and be here in two days. Now it takes a week or more every time. Like, what the hell happened, man? It's like the pandemic happened, and now nobody can offer good service anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I even uh, I actually I used to go to bat for Amazon Prime's streaming service and be like, oh, you know what? Like, this is actually the same amount of money that I'd be paying for the streaming service, and I think it's good enough where I would actually subscribe to it anyway. But then you get on top of it, you get the, like the like you said, the next day or, or two day free shipping, uh, and uh, and they they even they even partnered with Whole Foods during the pandemic, and you could get groceries delivered for free, right? Uh, and then, and then that changed too. the, the grocery delivery service added another $10 to each delivery. And I was like, well, that's fucking ridiculous. Um, and, and then the streaming service is getting worse by the day. I feel like their entire streaming service is just them advertising other streaming services. You can tack on to your, uh, your yeah. prime, uh, prime plus whatever the fuck it's called streaming service. And so uh, every time I go over there, they're advertising shows that I can't watch on prime unless I sign up for something else. And so now it's just becoming a platform. And so, man, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how much further this has to get or how much worse this has to get for everyone to just start jumping ship left and right. And especially PlayStation. I, I feel like they're, they're looking at their competition and saying, yep, we're the premium, we're the premium home console. We don't have, we don't really have a game pass. We have our own type of it, but it's like crazy expensive now. Um, it doesn't even have, you know, day one AAA games. Uh, are, we're selling games for $70 a piece that are going going to be free uh, on Game Pass or included in Game Pass. And then they're jacking up prices even further. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm glad, you know, it, if it allows us to get quality AAA video games. But, I mean, like I said, Michael Brook getting them. 
Well, I mean, if they would throw in a VR title every once in a while, I mean, that would be something, right? But they very rarely do that. And the games that they give only, are only good, like, a portion of the time. Most of the time, they suck. And, um, yeah, I'm basically just playing for multiplayer, um, which is free <laughs> if you're a Quest gamer or a Steam gamer or anywhere else. Uh, so, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, when Nintendo started charging, I was like, well, it's the end of the world. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Um, all right. Crumb Colossus said, Brian, I'm pretty sure that frog analogy is made up. There's a test, Brian. We'll do a test. Because everyone's testing me today. Uh, hey, and the uh, more, more PSVR 1 games are making their way over to PSVR 2 us. Um, super excited about this one. Kind of. Uh, this is Paper Beast. Eric Chahi's game. Uh, most people remember him from Another World or Out of This World. Uh, but Paper Beast came to PSVR 1. Uh, mixed reactions, I think. Uh, did you did you ever get around to that one? Yeah, yeah. I like Paper Beast. Although it was cool. Very unique game. Uh, beautiful world. Um, exploration. like Very much an exploration puzzler. And uh, had that weird factor that I love so much in, in VR games. So, yeah, uh, I think it was uh, a fun game. I think it was a beautiful game, and I think it's going to look great on that OLED. Yeah. I mean, if this isn't running at 4K 120, uh, then they've done something wrong because this has a very simplistic look to it. Uh, and I think it could look stunning in the headset. Uh, people are speculating based on this trailer that we're playing right now. Um, that they they think there might have been some improvements. It's not just going to be uh, like a 4K upgrade. Uh, hmm. Do you do you think there's any way they would mix it up and add full locomotion? Well, that would be great. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's speculation, speculation at this point. If they didn't say that, then I wouldn't I wouldn't count on it because why wouldn't they just say that? You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. You you think you would think that. This is something they they would want to really really push and say, hey, you know, we heard your concerns and that we we, we want to like keep up with the times and you know give you give you something that's like really suitable for today's, um, you know, today's headsets. Uh, who asked in the chat? Somebody asked if it would be a free upgrade in the chat. The answer is no. Uh, in an up, in an interview with, shit, I think it was uh, Push Square. Uh, the developer said that current PS4 owners will be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for a quote small price. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think this was thirty small bucks. Price. So, uh, I mean, probably five, ten bucks. That'd be my guess. I'm fine with that. I mean, we've talked about this a million times at this point. Like, if this is what needs to happen to make it worth a studio's time to putting the work in to bringing the game over, then you know, I'll, I'll buy a ticket at five bucks. You know. Uh, sure, sign me up. Yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll it's be just people to... like Moss, like Moss, who who come out and make you buy the whole game over again. You know, months after after putting it out on the other platform, that I have a problem with. But this, you know, a small upgrade fee, sure, sure, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about this one. Curious again to see what it looks like. Also, I wasn't the biggest fan. Uh, I thought it was charming and creative 
uh, but it just didn't grab me, and I and I thought a lot of it was confusing. Um, so I'm I'm well, gonna it was be... definitely confusing, <laughs> definitely confusing. Um, so I'm kind of excited. Like I, I love giving games a second chance and saying, uh, "What did everybody else see in it that first time?" Uh, and I want to go back and and see if it if I see that this time. We'll see. No, I liked it. I liked it. Nice. All right, we got a couple more stories here, and then we're going to get to uh, our crossfire talk. And don't you worry, kill artist one. I've got your tip saved right here for when we get there. Um, the next story is another PSVR one game making its way over to PSVR two. Uh, trailer went live. Was it last night? The new Albo trailer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon. Hell yeah. Uh, oh wait, you you know you know all about this, right? Uh, if anybody doesn't do. know, Wes works with Impact Reality, uh, promotional team for VR studios. Is it all just is it all VR, or do you guys cover anything outside of VR? Uh, we're we're VR specialists. Um, now it isn't all software. We we represent a handful of hardware companies as well. People who do accessories, people who do AR. Um, we're an XR uh, marketing and PR agency, pretty much. We do more than that. I mean, we do a lot more than that. I mean, we've got. Uh, we're building a playtester group, Impact Labs. Hit me up if you want to apply for that. Um, we do a lot of things that other PR groups don't do. First of all, focusing on VR is one thing that almost no PR group does. Like uh, Typically, these PR agencies that we deal with on a daily basis as content creators are also representing flat studios, and they're constantly filling our inboxes full of games we don't give a shit about. Uh, we focus on VR only, uh, and we do that stuff. We do the PR, the the press releases, and the key outreach, and all this stuff. But we do a lot more, and we typically market ourselves as a firm that can do what you need. If you're a VR developer, if you're a VR studio, if there's something that you need help with, we do porting. Like if if you're a Quest game and you want to come to PSVR two, or vice versa, we have connections. We know the process. We can help you with that. Um, if you need we do everything rendering Ryan. and dynamic uh and eye tracking dynamic foveated rendering in your psvr2 game come to impact reality well we we, we suggest that a lot <laughs> more than you would actually uh expect like that's a constant thing like, why are we not doing that you know um but yeah um we, we do a lot we, we have more our scope is about to expand in a big way again uh, i can't really talk about that yet but everyone should know probably within the next week uh, what we're talking about because we're we're expanding yet again and doing something else that we've sit here many times on this program and said somebody needs to do this right. So when you want something done right, Brian, what do you do? You do it yourself. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Um, but yeah, uh, Albo is one of our clients, and um, yeah, it's been cool working with them for the last little bit. I don't think you're aware of my skill set. If I want something done right, I absolutely have to pay someone else to do it. There's no way. Dude, you should see my kitchen fact, right now. <laughs> I ain't fixing that shit. Um, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> uh, dude, Alvo, uh, Alvo's coming out on PSVR 2 September 14th. Uh, after being in, uh, there's been a long beta. So at least one first person shooter had a beta. That's nice to know. Um, and uh and yeah i think it's gonna I think it's gonna deliver a lot of things that uh that firewall fans are looking for a lot of first person shooting stuff uh get two hands in the game two actual hands it's good stuff 
You excited? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am. And, you know, there's been a lot of thought put into, you know, when exactly do we launch? Um, it was a bit of a gamble, you know, waiting until all these other games came out that people were so highly anticipating. Uh, and, you know, we, we sit on here and rail against the haters all the time because they make things seem a lot worse than they are. But it seems to have worked out. Like, people are pissed off about Firewall. People <laughs> are pissed off about Crossfire. Yep. Um, so here we are to save the day with Albo uh, coming out in two weeks uh, from tomorrow, I think. And uh, if I remember correctly, at a super cheap price point, right? Isn't it like a, isn't it $15? Is that what they're going for? No, it's 20 It's $20, 20. to get Albo, and it's a $5 upgrade fee if you already have it nice. on PSVR 1. Pretty good deal, man. Pretty good deal. After they launched at $40 and everybody like rolled their eyes and said, what? You know, you're charging kind of a premium price as far as VR is concerned. This is, they, they've absolutely, you know, up, upgraded this thing for PSVR 2. And then on top of that, it said, hey, and here's a price you can't fucking refuse. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a very smart move. Yeah, there there are some upgrades. Uh, there's a lot more upgrades on the the roadmap. Uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about and what I'm not allowed to talk about, Steve. Uh, I don't know, um, but um, I can say this: it looks better. It, it it definitely looks better. The 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 maps are being um, upresed and and more detailed, and there's some new lighting and stuff in there. Uh, that wasn't in the older version. The game definitely looks better. It definitely feels better. It's better. It's an upgraded version of Alvo. Yeah. Mist Mix says, what's the difference between Alvo and Pavlov? Uh, well, Pavlov has a couple Very more different. letters in the title, but not not <laughs> many true. more, and most of, most of them are the same. Um, I, I've so always... if, we're if, we're if we're talking about the letters, Ryan, and just about the letters... <laughs> then Pavlov has everything that Albo has. But we're not just talking about the letters but because they're very different, actually. Yeah. they Honestly, they feel like companion pieces to me. I think they're, um, uh, Pavlov has uh, just a, it's a massive sandbox, just tons of different uh, multiplayer modes uh, for 10 people. It's a great jump in, have fun. Uh, but then there's like, you know, to me, Albo feels very similar, uh, you know, in terms of speed and, uh, just like that kind of high octane running around, shooting people nonstop, respawning quickly. Um, and it's got a couple modes that that Pavlov doesn't have. So I think they're, I think I think it's gonna be a, a game that you want on your hard drive right alongside of uh of Pavlov when it comes out. I think Albo Albo is the way I like to describe it, people, it's the one that's trying to be Call of Duty VR. Like people will ask where's our Call of Duty game? And obviously it's not on that AAA Right. production scale but in terms of where's the fast-paced military shooter where where you're moving quickly you know you're sliding it's got multiple game modes where you're going head to head or you're playing control point there's zombies like it's the closest thing that vr has to, to like a call of duty gameplay loop and that's kind of where i feel like we fit in uh, Hooked Worm, the Hoosier Game Cat with $5 tips, asks, Wes, weird environments you love? Time to get on the No Man's Sky train, bro. Yeah, I do love weird environments, but I need more. I need more than just that. You know what I mean? I need more than just that. I know there's a lot. There's a lot in No Man's Sky. Now, especially. Um, here's the thing, though. Like, I want to. So, like, I see the, the Echoes update. 
and I think, all right, this stuff seems pretty cool. But again, I'm going in the game from the beginning. Before I do anything in this game, I should run through the campaign, right? Right? I'm never going to do that, though. I'm never going to hang it out that long. I'll I'll try, and if it grabs me, it grabs me. But I've done this five other times already. It's never grabbed me. So we're talking about No Man's Sky. I think uh, I think yeah. most people actually recommend these days that you jump in when a new expedition launches, uh, and then it's kind of uh, and it, and it kind of helps you get acclimated uh, without being completely stranded uh, when when you get started. That, that's what I keep hearing, uh, but you know I don't I don't know all the reasoning for it. But from people who've played a lot of No Man's Sky, I keep hearing jump in. That's the best time. Expeditions. Yeah, Luna. Umberto Luna says the movement in Avo looks better than Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Uh, so just today, uh, I saw a tweet from the developer of System Critical 2 that says they're bringing their game to PC VR and Quest. And then they said within a couple months after that, they're going to do a PSVR 2 version. It sounds like the PSVR 2 version is already in the works. Uh, and then it's just going to take a little bit longer to get that one finished and out the door than the other two. Uh, Wes, I'd never even heard of System Critical 1. Not as far as I know anyway. Who knows? Somebody might have said something about it. I don't remember anyone talking about System Critical. But I could be wrong. Uh, what do we know about this game? Uh, Mega Man. That's what keeps coming up when I talk to people about System Critical. That's not what this I is. To yeah, yeah, I know, right? Oh, it, this is. He's got an arm cannon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the, this is a Mega Man clone in first person <laughs> in VR. That's amazing. So, so first yeah. person shooter slash platformer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that is accurate. Uh, although watching a lot of the footage, it seems like there's an awful lot of ramps. There should be more ladders and, and platforming if it's going to be like Mega Man. But yeah, that's what it's going for. It's, this actually looks like a lot of fun. I, I don't. I hear I... it is. Uh, I, I, you know, it, the first game was on. It was a uh, Oculus Quest App Lab title. The second one is coming soon, like very, very soon. Um, our friend Todd from Q2C played uh, System Critical 2 like a couple weeks ago, and he was pretty impressed with it. He said it was fun. But with that said, uh, Todd al always plays like App Lab titles and says that they're good. So, you know, th I think that's relevant information. But, I mean, this looks cool. And I've heard, I've heard from a few people that it's actually pretty good. So Nice. Yeah, I am... Uh... Yeah, you know, I've, I've always said the same thing, man. When it comes to uh, when it comes to PC VR and Quest ports, fucking bring them on, man. I want PSVR two to be the place where you can play anything, and on top of that, the best version of anything. Uh, we have a Steam listing over here. Maybe this will help us out a little bit. I just want to kind of scroll scroll down and see if we can't pull out. Extract. I think we're on a five minute delay with with the chat, Brian, because we start talking about Alvo. As soon as Alvo, we stop talking about it. Alvo shows up in the chat. Then we start talking about No Man's Sky. As soon as we move on from No Man's Sky, here's AJ. Oh, oh, hello, AJ. Thanks for thanks for being here. Um, he knew we were going to talk about No Man's Sky today, and I think he wanted to make sure that we weren't going to shit on it. That's his only reason for being <laughs> here at all. True. Um, of course, we're not going to shit on it. Uh, system 
System Critical 2, the sequel to System Critical, The Race Against Time, is a retro-style run-and-gun platformer shooter brought to you in glorious VR. With loads of weapons and levels to master, this game will keep you on your toes for hours. Make your way through outer space and cool distant planets and fight bosses. Dude, not enough bosses in VR games. Always happy when people mention bosses to progress. For real. For real. Like, when did bosses go away? Bosses need to come back, like, big time, especially in VR. Um... Expect a fun and addictive game that feels rewarding when you complete a difficulty level or a difficult level. Experience the feeling of being a futuristic cyborg in VR that strikes quickly and kills with deadly precision. Uh, it doesn't really tell us all too much, but it does sound and look really fun. So. There's some things I want here. If you're going to give me Mega Man in VR, which, by the way, I was a huge Mega Man fan. I love Mega Man. Mega Man 2 is one of my favorite games ever. Wow. Um but uh, if you're going to give me Mega Man, you need to give me Mega Man. I need good level diversity. I need epic boss fights. There needs to be an order into which you, level you tackle first. You need to, you need to, to uh, you know, you need to beat Metal Man before you go fight the Wood Guy. You need to fight Bubble Man before you fight Crash Guy. You know what I mean? There needs to be that order. That was the whole challenge of Mega Man: is going through those levels and finding out which weapon you needed to beat which boss. They need to do that in VR if they're gonna if they're gonna claim to be a Mega Man game. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down, man. Uh, I've I've always dabbled with Mega Man games, uh, and you you and AJ obviously have a lot in common here. He's he's a huge Mega Man fan. Um, I've always dabbled and then you know really struggled because I didn't grow up with an NES, and so I had to kind of go back later in life, like in my early twenties and say, okay, like, let's, let's try to beat a Mega Man game. And I'm, no way, <laughs> no way. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I was playing point and click adventures when you guys were all playing Mega Man, you got your fast hand-eye coordination skills down. Um, I can move a mouse around, you gotta have click, the power. look at to, to... plant, pick up plant, pick up key <laughs> under plant, use key in door, unlock door, open door. This is this is this is my childhood. <laughs> I, I love the, the, those old games. Uh, they were so cryptic, like like Legend of Zelda, Simon's Quest, Mega Man. There's no way anyone could ever figure out how to beat those games. But that's why we had Nintendo Power, and they yeah. would just tell you every month how to beat those games. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they basically made Nintendo Power essential. There was no way you could beat certain games without it. Um, you know, we all know Legend of Zelda Inside Out at this point. But we only know it because of Nintendo Power. It's like, right? Go go try to beat the second quest. See how far you get with that. Crazy. All right, man. Uh, that brings us to. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! I accidentally deleted the tip I was saving. Uh, this brings us to Crossfire Sierra Squad, and I'm going to go look up a tip in just a second here. Uh, came out yesterday yesterday morning super early yesterday morning 3 a.m my, my apologies for the embargo being six hours after the game came out uh i know that worried a lot of people a lot of people were like oh my god why aren't reviews out you know it's going to be terrible and uh it turned out not to be terrible wes i'm so glad you're my host uh for this episode because you played crossfire sierra squad back in january at ces right and then you were and you told everybody from the moment that you played it, exactly <laughs> what kind of game to expect. And you've been saying it for seven months now. 
Um, you told How everybody. How crazy is it, man? Over nobody, and over. Nobody must watch this show, man, <laughs> or my show. Like, I beat people over the head with this. Anytime Crossfire would come up in a discussion, there was always that caveat, and I made sure to be very clear about this. Every time. That this is a very, very arcadey game. And this was like my big takeaway when we did the episode, you know, coming out of GDC. Uh, what what was the, the big thing? Well, it was very surprisingly arcadey. Um, but apparently no one got the memo on that somehow. Well, I, I think... I, th I think it became uh, very clear, very fast, uh, who was paying attention because so many people in our community absolutely love this game. Uh, if, if you guys have been paying attention to the comments on the review, if you guys have been paying attention to uh, even the people here in the chat today. Um, oh, here we go. This is the one I was looking for. Uh, Kill Artist 1, the Dreamweaver game cat with the 10 US dollars. This is the tip he left uh, earlier in the show. I wanted to save it for now. He wrote, Sierra Crossfire brings back arcade memories, but I really want to be able to play realism mode from the get-go in single player. Seems like uh, playing the co-op on realism mode is the way to play. I've been having fun in both modes personally, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of people do want that right from the get-go. And... Yeah, I mean, luckily the campaign's not very long. It takes like about three hours to beat, and you can you know, beat it on a pretty easy difficulty just to unlock realism mode. Um, and so I didn't uh, do that. What's up? <laughs> I put it on, I put it on hard from the get go. Nice. And, uh, it took, it took some, so those last three levels took some attempts to get through on hard. Uh, yeah, I think so. I started on normal, and the game bumped me up to normal plus. They're like, we don't think this is hard enough for you. And normal plus still was, you know, fairly easy. Um, you know, die a couple times here and there, but I definitely should have played on on hard mode. Uh, I will say, going into realism mode changes everything. Uh, I mean, I you just hide for most of it. It turns into very much a cover shooter, and you're just looking for you know, especially the guys with the shield. Like I'm, I'm shooting out their kneecaps. Right, I'm shooting out like a any part of their body that's exposed, and luckily in realism mode, you know, like one shot, like it would in real life, pretty much takes them down. Uh, but then you got to be super careful because realism mode. Why? What's that, Brian? You mean the <laughs> mode where there's no HUD? I thought this mode didn't exist. I thought that the developers were being deceptive when they put out all that footage, even though they put out a two-minute video a month ago talking all about realism mode and how it takes the HUD elements out. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm misinformed. Yeah, it it, it was a little um, sad yesterday because when, when a game comes out that's so much fun and, you know, if, it, if it's just me, I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, somebody made a game that's just for me. I'm a Time Crisis fan. Uh, I wish Bravo Team was better, you know, and then here we go. We got the game that uh, is all of those things. The good Bravo Team that we that we wanted, like way better than Bravo Team could ever imagine being. Uh, and, and then it takes time. The Time Crisis formula lets you off the rails. And just add so much replayability to it uh, and let you play in co-op. So if it was just me, I'd get it, right? But I, I went in there with you guys and we were all raving about how much fun we were having, how this is going to be so great, how, you know, like, you know, I said, I said, people are probably going to complain that it's a wave shooter. And then AJ was like, there's no way people are going to complain it's a wave shooter. And then the game comes out <laughs> and everyone's like, it's a wave shooter. And I was like, I don't know, it's more than that. It's a, I mean, if it's a wave shooter, it's a very in-depth wave shooter, uh, gives you a lot of freedom and a ton, uh, a ton of depth, upgrading your weapons, uh, adding attachments. Uh, every every page of the uh, squad missions that you complete uh, lets you 
rank up or, or level up your weapons. You know, it all comes at a cost, right? So you got to keep playing these missions and uh, accrue some currency. It's it's fucking fun as hell, dude. It's fun as hell, and I'm and I'm really getting tired of people who are like, you know, just want to shit on something because it's arcadey. Like, some people yeah. like arcade games. Yeah. You know, I I've, yeah, and that and that's the thing. You know, obviously not everyone every game is for everybody, and I kind of get that. And a lot of people are burnt out on wave shooters, and I get that too. Um, but this is kind of like the next gen for like rail shooter, wave shooter type games. Yeah. And there's a lot here. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and make a case for this being game of the year. It's clearly not that, but it is fun to play. And there is a lot of content and kind of depth to the progression here that I feel like a lot of people are missing because people just can't get past the, the fact that this is an arcade style shooter um, for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And so, you know, that's why I started my review exactly with what this game is. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's strange that we all had the same feeling. It's strange that we all said, uh, you know, this, this feels like time crisis because it's just so over the top and there's enemies everywhere and you're shooting, you know, you're blowing up tanks, you're blowing up helicopters. I, like, you just don't really get that in too many VR games. You know, walls are exploding, like things are falling from uh, from above you. They really... They, 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 they really did a great job here. And I think there's a lot of polish going on. And, you know, obviously the developer has been listening. It, had, it launched with some crazy Steam problems, right? Do, are you familiar with anything that was happening over there outside of the review no, bombing? I, just know that, I know the, the, about the review bomb. That's it. I know that uh, I'm quoted on their Steam page uh, because someone in my Discord actually used that as an example of the devs being deceptive somehow. And I uh, kind of took a little bit of a, took them to task a little bit for, for doing that because they didn't realize it was my quote. <laughs> they were, they were talking about it in my discord, didn't real not realizing that they were quoting me. Oh, was, was quote this the one, just, is this the one that they, they, they credited without parole, but since you're part of without parole, it was your quote. It, yeah. 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 And it was right. The, it says that it's a very well polished military shooter for VR, mm-hmm. which I stand by. That is exactly what this is. Yeah, people just people can't get it through their heads that there are different types of shooters for different types of people, and and I and I love I, I love that there's all this diversity in VR, right? I love the fact that people are saying, oh, should I get Pavlov or Alvo or Crossfire or Firewall? And outside of outside of you know right now saying, well, maybe you shouldn't buy Firewall for at least a couple of weeks. We'll keep an eye on it. Outside of that. These are different games for different people or, or different people or different games for people who enjoy different genres, right? Like I, I love, we were just having a conversation in, the, in this chat here before, um, before the show began. It didn't go well because some people don't understand that you can love competitive first person shooters and have these like tactical experiences in games like Firewall, but also love something that's radically different than that. You can love something that's super arcadey. It's called having diverse tastes. It's called just being able to enjoy video games. It's kind of called being a gamer. And like I'm not saying you're not a gamer if you don't enjoy all sorts of different things, but I've always I've I've, I've really loved running without parole because it's sort of thrown different genres at me that I suddenly have to review that I've never played before, right? And so games like Firewall really aren't my thing, really never were. But then you play them for review and you're like kind of learn to love them and you kind of see what everybody else saw in them. So that that's what I like about this is that 
we've got this game that totally satisfies this entirely different audience. And I'm finding out very quickly how many people really enjoy it. Uh, our Discord is filled with people loving this game. And so if you think, you know, you're watching everybody dogpile on it out there who are saying... It just feels that way. It feels that way sometimes. I realize that there's probably more people that, that played the game and like it than there are people out there who are being very vocal against it. Yep. Um, it's a real like kind of true-to-life thing that we see in all wakes of life, not just gaming, where we have... Uh, we have a silent, happy majority and then a very vocal, unhappy minority that kind of controls the narrative. Um, I think we got that going on here. David Barbosa in the chat says, not all criticism is bitching. And you're right. And right. I have no problem with criticism. Most of the reviews of this game have been very middle of the ground. And most of the reviews on YouTube, I mean, have been very middle of the ground. And I think for the most part, they've been very fair. Um, there's just two things that I really can't stand for and that is one calling the developers in the studio you know out for being deceptive and, right. and trying to intentionally deceive people into selling them a different game that did not happen here at all and two uh the other thing i can't stand is it seems like the people who are the most vocal against this game yeah. as is often the case <laughs> are people who did not play the game right and i can't stand that when people just come out and start railing against the game that they didn't even try based on picking and choosing parts of reviews while ignoring the positive stuff out of the reviews that that bothers me but you're right i have no problem everyone likes different things and i'm never going to criticize people for liking or not liking something uh but I, I do think that people especially people in our space that have a little bit of a platform and a voice should be fair um uh, about it and for the most part people were here but again some of the more negative people uh at least in in like the the areas of the internet that i live in yeah. have been super vocal about this in an unfair way yeah i'm you know i, I Whenever somebody disagrees with one of my reviews, the, the first thing they go to is like, oh, you're a shill. You were paid to, you know, review this well. And I was like, well, how about you listen to everybody else? Or how about you recognize that there's no amount of money that somebody could pay me for me to give up my entire channel? Because the second you fucking lie about something, the second you say something's great when it's not, you immediately sacrifice your credibility, like immediately. And so people say, well, I'm not going to fucking trust him anymore. Right. Like you might not always agree with my opinions and and, I, and you shouldn't like there's no fucking way you should agree with all my opinions because we're not the same person. But you can at least see where I'm coming from, because I that's what I do in my reviews. I, I say this is why I love this game or this is why I hate this game or this is why this game is middle of the road. Um, and the fact is, is like that, you know, people immediately are like you were you were paid to do this. And so I said, that's fine that you think. You have a different opinion, but how much of the game have you played? And the number of responses I got that said, oh, I'm not putting $30 down for this game. Yeah, I'm not fucking yeah. wasting my money, blah, blah, blah. And, and so so when when 90% of the people who are complaining haven't played the game and it readily admit that to me, then I'm like, well, then I'm sorry. Like, I will debate video games all day, every day. That's what we do. Like, I love hanging out and talking about video games, especially if you have a different opinion than I do. I, it's my favorite thing to do, man. Like, I, I love debating <laughs> the pros and cons of video games. We've done this with Immortal Legacy for, like, years, <laughs> right? I will I, go to bat I, I for Immortal Legacy any day. <laughs> yeah, but, if yeah, you, yeah. but if you haven't played the game, I'm not going to waste my time arguing with you. Absolutely fucking not. Or then people that, that 
for example, with this, there are people who played it that were like, well, the game's too short and <sighs> and it's not fun. And you're like, well, how long did it take you to finish it? Well, I didn't finish it. <laughs> right. Like, what? Yeah. Like, okay, so it's too short and you didn't finish it. Right. So What's I say about you and your review, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people stopped listening to my review the second I said that the campaign's three hours long, um, you know, on the first time you play it. Uh, that campaign is about this much of the total content in the game. Yeah. Like the, the co-op stuff is like four or five times bigger than the single player stuff. And that's not even considering the horde mode, you know, or any of the progression or the realism or any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to take you a long time to get through those co-op squad missions. Uh, and there's, and there's quite a bit of variety there too. Uh, I thought it was going to be really boring stuff. Uh, but especially with a friend, like playing it by yourself is, is definitely a bit of a grind, but if you go in with a friend and you play those co-op squad missions, uh, it is so much fun. And again, you're, you know, you're going for the best score. So you're trying to get through it as fast as possible. Uh, I got a triple S ranking last night for the very first time. And I didn't even know that was a I thing. Um, cause that's that way you said you got it too. Yeah, I got one, uh, my first level in realism mode. Uh, I got the triple S. Okay. I don't think, level. I don't think triple S unlocks until you use realism mode. I think it's only available to get in realism. And so, cause that's what happened with me too. Um, yeah, dude, well, well, for what it's worth, you, you can't use like, or at least for me playing as a single player, you can't use your own loadout until you beat, you know, beat the the single player campaign. Um, so when I went into realism mode, I had custom weapons for the first time and I was just lighting these fuckers up with, with the guns I built. And uh, yeah, that, that was fun. Um. Yeah, but dude, yeah, I'm having such a, I'm having so much fun with this game, and I'm, I'm still having so much fun with this game. Uh, I, I'm excited. I mean, I had fun with you guys playing the horde mode. I think that was really fun. We've, we've already been beaten. We need to get back in there and uh, reclaim our number one spot. Um, you know, I'm, Agreed. I'm slowly knocking out those uh, squad missions and, and you know, ranking up, leveling up, accruing currency, making my guns stronger, uh, adding perks to them. Some of the perks are awesome. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a lot going that on here. Surprised me. I was not expecting like the whole perk thing with it. Like that that's the type of stuff you typically don't see in this type of a shooter. So like it's it's a pretty detailed uh kind of progression and loadout for these weapons. And uh, I was impressed with it actually. It might you know what? This game really, really, really makes me want sniper elite on PSVR two. <laughs> Because this kind of scratches a little bit of that itch that I really, the things I really loved about that game. The sniping in this game is incredible. The adaptive triggers with a sniper rifle is kind of a game changer, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you go into like precision mode and uh, it feels like you're in slow motion, but you're like, no, I'm not in slow motion. Like I got to actually get this shot really fast. Um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things I always talked about with like Time Crisis is that when they brought those games home, when Namco brought those games home, Time Crisis 2 and 3 and all the other ones, they really gave you rewards for, for continuing to play, right? There was like this XP bar that you would just keep leveling up. And so you'd unlock different perks like unlimited ammo or, or faster reloads or whatever the hell it was. I, I don't remember. It's been a long time. Uh, more continues even, right? You'd, you'd, you'd play for five minutes and you lose all your lives. And then like, so every time you played, you'd be able to add a couple more continues. So there were all these things that were unlocking 
and this just takes that and goes so far with it. Uh, and so this really is, this really is one of the most, uh, most fun arcade shooters I've played in a while. Yeah. I'd, I'd say if, if you're somebody who was terribly disappointed in, uh, operation wolf, uh, returns that you should pick this game up because this game in many ways is why everyone wished that game would have been. Yep. It's kind of what this game is. Yeah, dude, if, if, if anybody out there likes Operation Wolf Returns VR, first mission, that's what it's called, then, and, and then doesn't like this, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. There was like, this, they're the same price, <laughs> $30 for each one. Yeah. And like, and, and one of them's over in two hours and you got nothing left to do. And the other one is, you know, I'm still, I, I've, I've committed myself to working toward the platinum on this one. I really think I can do this one and uh, hopefully I can get it in the next week or so fun yeah i enjoyed it now, now again don't let our over enthusiasm fully i don't know what what your score was brian i i, I listened Mine to your high. interview through Eight, headphones seven, i think it was high that, that, that's yeah that's pretty uh that's pretty good I, I so for me in terms of quality this game is like a seven and a half eight mm-hmm. but I, I think it deserves extra credit for just all of the content that's here you know, pe- people can call it short if they want to, but there's a shit ton of content in this game through all the different modes. So, you know, I'm more of like an eight, eight and a half on it. Um, it's good. It's really good. We may came up, come off as, you know, over, uh, over hyping stuff from time to time. But I mean, all the negativity kind of makes me this way. It makes me want to kind of champion the, 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 the strong points of games just to kind of counteract the all the negativity that we tend to see more and more frequently these days yeah balance the scales a bit for sure um yeah. dude i'm just like a i'm i'm just a fucking gamer dude like i i love i love video games and and i know that you know very frequently uh my my reviews might be a little more positive than you expect them to be or or I, i'm like i don't know i i I, I look back at my old reviews and, and, and I see that, you know, each one of them is anywhere from 0.5 to 1.0 more higher score than it should be. Right. Like in retrospect. Right. But, but I was just, I'm so enthusiastic when I play games because I fucking love games. I love video games so much. And I, and I just don't think that people love video games anymore. I just don't think they do. I, oh, most people do, but a lot of people just like to, like I said, dogpile and, uh, and, I, and I, it makes me makes me feel sad because video games are supposed to be fun, and uh, p- people have taken all the fun out of out of this awesome hobby. I think your mic must have cut out or something on YouTube because people are correcting your score to exactly what you said it was. Oh yeah, I said eight seven. What did, what did people? Th- people thought you said that you called it a seven or an eight. Oh no and... no eight eight seven. And I agree with you. I do think if this was just the campaign, seven five. But yeah. it's the squad missions, the the horde mode, the, the all, all of the weapons you can buy, all the leveling up. Yeah, eight seven, love it, guys, love it. It's just not it's really it, fun. It's fun. It's just it's not solid. for everybody. If you like arcade shooters, exactly, exactly. I see a similar thing happening here that that happened with uh, Evasion last generation, where people just weren't expecting it to be what it was. People thought it was going to be Farpoint, and then when it wasn't, uh, it got over overly negative reviews. Um, I think there's a lot of that going on here where it's actually pretty fun if you could go into it expecting it to be what it actually is. I I think you're talking about me, Wes. I'm pretty sure that uh, 
Yeah, yeah, you were one of them. Yep. You weren't the only one for sure. Yeah, and and so you know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not invulnerable to this kind of stuff. You know, I was expecting one thing, I got another thing, um, but you know, I thought I think evasion with patches got so much better. Um, I think. Thank you. I liked it. I, I like the whole tether gun thing, man. I still like it. It was yeah. one of, I mean, it was one of a handful of, of good aim controller games that we got. So it's true. I, I would, I would like a, who was that? That was an Archiact, was it? Who was it? Uh, yeah, that was Archiact. Oh, maybe. I wonder if they'd be interested in bringing it to PSVR too. Maybe after they get Journey to Foundation out, like they're really heavy at work on that one right now. But I would love to see, uh, I'd love to see that and Free Diver both, honestly. Oh yeah, free diver was great. I'd love to see that in 4K. Be amazing. Uh we have a bunch of tips, Wes. Um and uh and then we're gonna do some 20 questions. You down? I am down, sir. All right. Piatrek F with the 12 plantain says uh Crossfire CR Squad is a six out of ten game that I really enjoy, but give me cod. Okay. <laughs> Agreed. I, I, mean, I, I agree with all that. Well, maybe not the six out of 10 part, but like give me Call of Duty in VR too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If we get Call of Duty in VR, I think a lot of indie devs would have to step up their game uh, or or give us something other than a modern military shooter because at a certain point you just can't compete, especially when Activision's involved. Uh, you know, while I, while I want all these flat concepts to make their way into VR, Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, indie devs should be pivoting off now because that stuff's coming. Like the, the big guys are going to jump in soon. Um, nobody, well, not many, not many studios are out there are actually exploring new concepts for VR, things that are only possible in VR. Like everybody's so busy trying to bring flat stuff into VR and make it VR compatible that the kind of possibilities of the technology are kind of getting left behind there we can make new kinds of games now because people are in the game because of all the new features with the the haptics or the eye tracking there's untapped potential with this type of thing that people aren't really thinking about right now because they want to be the first one to bring valorant in the vr or or call of duty or, or whatever you know um so i think that that's kind of the lane where indie studios should probably be pivoting off to now uh, because we know that a lot of these big franchises are probably in development right now for VR, and the indies won't be able to compete with that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, studios like End Dreams, who have you know figured out like oh you know Synapse, good example. Yeah. That's a great example, right? It's like very interesting uh, VR mechanics, and yeah, I mean, I I think you're right, man. I, I didn't even think about it in in terms of this, but. You know, a lot of uh, like a lot of the AAA, um, a lot of the AAA games from from massive developers that will eventually make their way into VR are in development now. Uh, and so, you know, within the next two to three years, we could be seeing a whole lot of hybrid games, uh, and that become the majority, you know, of uh, of sales. And so, for indie devs to succeed, yeah, they're absolutely going to have to pivot. Man, I, I I wonder how many are thinking that. How many, how many are that forward thinking uh, and, and how many are how many are just going to stick to their I don't guns know, until because they're it, out of business? It, it's an interesting thing because you can have the best idea in the world for a, a gaming concept, but that doesn't mean you have the resources to deliver on it. So that's kind of like the double-edged sword for indie devs. It's like 
like for example, I've got a couple of ideas for what I feel like could be like next level horror games, like stuff that doesn't rip off Silent Hill or Resident Evil, stuff that legitimately scares people, like that they don't know if they want to go back in because that's scary. But I couldn't like take it to an indie dev, even if they wanted to make it. Like most studios don't have the resources to make the games I have in my head. So there, there is a double-edged sword here where, you know, they kind of still have to work within their means. Um, and that can often be very small, especially for these teams that have like five people on them and are largely funded through crowdfunding. Like they, they can't make big blockbuster games. So it, yeah, it requires a lot of critical thinking and planning. I feel like um, people need to know when to ask for help. Like, I feel like there's, there's help out there now for any devs. Like, if you want to work with a publisher, I know it hurts to give away that big chunk of your sales, but I mean, if it allows you to make the game that you want to make, maybe it's something that you consider. Um, but yeah, it's a complex problem, I guess is the, my point, but something that I feel like these studios should start thinking about. Magnum gaming with a $2 tip says, what was that green hell update a couple of days ago? Um, they fixed the uh, some reflections on like the the, the paper, so some some of the maps and stuff you pick up. There was reflection sirens on my end. They pick up. Uh, there was like too much light reflecting off of it, so it was like weird. It was like you had to kind of hold it at a strange angle. There was that. Uh, if anybody was familiar with my um, with my review or my experience in Green Hell, uh, I did not find the bow at the beginning of the game like everyone else did. Uh, it's so. Uh, so when I finally was able to craft a bow, not until you get to the uh, the first area with bamboo was the first time I could craft a bow. Uh, when that bow finally broke, it broke the game. Like it would not let me interact with the world uh, at that point from that point on. And so I kept having to load my game and it wasn't forever. It took me forever to figure out that it was the bow. So I submitted a video to Incuvo. I don't know if anyone else experienced this problem because of, you know, they had a bow the whole time. And then so that means their their second bow never broke. Right. Uh, so this might have been a problem that only occurred with me, but they fixed it. So the, the game-breaking bug I talk about in my review has now been fixed. Um, I jumped in hoping it would be the graphics would be updated a bit, but not the case. I had uh, I had one issue with the bow, and it wasn't with the one that um, that I built, but with the tribal bow, uh, and it was around the area. I probably shouldn't say that. I don't want to spoil the story. Mm. It's one of the, the mid to later areas of the game. And like, I tried to shoot it and like my, I pulled like half back and it kind of got stuck there with the arrow on it and I couldn't shoot and I couldn't even like change the, the angle of the bow. Like it was just stuck at a certain angle, no matter what I do with my hand. And every time I tried to do anything with it, it would just start going crazy and shaking around everywhere. Um, but you know, five minutes, and I was able to get it back to working again. So that was really it. I did do something pretty dumb, though. Even dumber than not finding the, the, the bow at the beginning. Um, which, I guess, technically, it isn't my fault. So I did find the bow at the beginning. And I, that thing lasted me a long time. But eventually it broke. And then there for a while, I didn't play with a bow. Because I didn't think I could craft one. And the reason why I didn't think I could craft one... If you look in the recipe book, it tells you um, to build a bow, you need a weak bamboo spear. Yeah. 
But bamboo doesn't appear until the second half of the game. That's where I finally got my first bow. That's how long yeah, it took me to have a bow and arrow. That's crazy. And the, the fact of the matter is, is to make the weak spear that you need to make the bow, you don't need bamboo. It's just a regular spear that you make from wood that you can get from the very beginning of the game. But I didn't know that. Until Wait, are I got, you, are you sure about that? Bamboo. You can, be, pretty, because pretty sure, yeah. I think I tried to make a weak spear out of regular wood and it didn't let me. And I was like, what the hell? And then I realized that it was... I think you're confused. I might be confused. I think you're confused. Listen, I'm confused yeah, a lot. I think you're confused. I'm confused in all sorts because of Because I, wait, I waited to do it with bamboo, and then I couldn't do it with bamboo. And I was like, what gives? Was bamboo just not into need... you? Couldn't do it. Yeah. So I tried. I tried. Yep. I bought bamboo a few drinks. <laughs> and I thought we were in there, but uh, I guess not. No, I, I waited. I waited. And I played a significant part of the game without the bow because of this and then realized I could have had the bow all along and felt like a dumbass. Craziness. Craziness. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't that. It was... Uh, <laughs> you're right. I think you might actually be able to make a bamboo bow. What, I, what I'm thinking of is the... Uh, which I'm not completely wrong because I didn't think that I could do it until the bamboo thing and it takes a while to get to that. That's right, but I'm, I'm confusing that with the um the shelter to save your game i thought i needed bamboo to build the shelter to save the game uh, so for the like the first half of the game i just stayed in rest mode all the time because i didn't realize until later that there was a, a shelter that you could build at the very start from wood mm -hmm. that allows you to save the game i just missed that like a dumbass Dude, I, I didn't know I could survive a night without a shelter. And so the very first night that rolls around, like it's all dark and I'm like building in complete darkness and being like, I don't know how to do this and it's completely dark. And so I, I was like, fuck it, I'll build a fire. And then I built a tent right next to it. Like, and, oh man. And then I ate a mushroom and I started tripping. I was like, it was the worst first night you could ever have in any video <laughs> game. It was the most stressful thing this. ever. <laughs> I, had, I had this on uh, Quest or whatever the first platform it launched on i had these miserable experiences where i always died vomiting and in the dark and uh, i had a lot better experience on psvr2 because i knew a little bit about what i should do uh paul friedman in the chat is uh is going to bat for you saying that you can make a simple bow toward the beginning you are correct and yeah yeah i know i know that's true but i, th I think like you i didn't realize this until i got to the bamboo part and then i figured out Oh, I can just make a bow from wood. Yeah. Uh, Magic the Game Cat uh, with the five euros. Uh, why, why, I'm just waking up now. The show's almost over and I'm finally like like firing on all cylinders. Uh, if there's one genre that needs diversity on PSVR, it's shooters. I myself would love a battle royale shooter. Dude, Come man on. after my own heart. 100% agree. Uh, I, am, I am an unapologetic Fortnite fan love Fortnite, uh and uh there's a whole long story there uh and I'm pro i've probably told it before but so i don't need to tell it again but that is a game that i think would just absolutely shine in vr and i think we'd have a blast with it even rec royale do you remember that in uh rec room mm -hmm. i dude i yep. played that so much for about a month uh i'd love to get a nice polished uh, battle royale game we're gonna get a battle royale game from uh the contractors people yeah. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it should be good because, you know, as much as people love Pavlov, in my experience, in my community, more, most people think that Contractors is better than Pavlov. Uh, and those people that made that game are making a Contractors branded Battle Royale game. So I would imagine that's probably going to come to PSVR 2, if I had to guess. Macho, macho, macho. The real estate procrastinating game cap with the five dollar tip says, "I really, really think Sony needs to add all these new VR games to their PS Plus one hour trial to solve the lack of them not coming out with demo demos." SMH. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I Macho and I had a conversation in Discord uh, about this very same thing. Uh, I'd be concerned about Crossfire getting a demo, and it's only because uh, after hearing people play the first two missions and then take to the internet and complain about it, I'd be like, oh, man, like, what would the demo really entail? Would it would it be the first two missions? Would it be later in the game? And they give you a bunch of currency uh, and so that you can actually go in and, like, upgrade a weapon, right, to give you that experience? Because it's not till then that I feel like the addiction really kicks in. Um, and so... Some of these, I think, would have to be a little more thoughtful with what their trials would entail. Uh, I sure. don't know if the first hour of Crossfire would convince more people to buy it or not to buy it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I think it would be harmful if they if they put the first three levels as like the demo. Yeah, people would say that, that this is boring and it sucks. Um, it's it's really those mid levels in the single player campaign where it really starts to get good. The scope opens up. They let you move around a lot more, and um, you get cooler weapons like yeah I, I was actually afraid when i first started playing crossfire it's like oh no this is gonna suck yeah this game is going to suck and then it turned out not to yeah i'm right there with you right there with you i was like oh no because I, I started up and i was like oh wow it's like clear you know so many people were like oh they said they're not using eye tracking and foveated rendering and i was like oh is that true like I, I haven't been keeping up to date with smilegate and so you know and so i fully expected to turn it on and have it be blurry or something and so when I turned it on, it was sharp. I was like, off to a good start. And then I played the first mission and I was like, oh God, not off to a good start. Like this is so restrictive and I can't even walk where it looks like I can walk because they're putting up this barrier right in front of me because they're not ready for me to move over there yet. It's like, yeah, dude, I think with, I think with a couple patches, um, like I think some of the, those, those smaller things that, that were definitely annoyances, I, I, there's no reason why some of those uh, those black and white borders need to be there. Yeah, uh, they can sort that yeah, shit there, out. There, I'm sure. There, it's weird that there are places in my immediate vicinity that I can't jump behind for cover. Yeah, like my 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 reflex is to jump behind that wall, but I can't because there's an invisible wall right beside of it, and literally something that's two feet away from me, I can't hide behind because it's off out of bounds. Yep. So. Uh, um, macho, yeah, macho, uh, macho. Sorry, did I interrupt you? No, you're good. You're good. The real estate procrastinating game cat with the five dollar tip says uh, Crossfire suffered from firewall. Uh, a lot of us that didn't buy it because of the firewall burn being so recent. Oh, a lot of us that okay, so many of us, but I'll buy it tonight thanks to you two and Miles. Yeah, hope you enjoy it, man. Oh, the, where the, you at, AJ? <laughs> just playing yeah aj really enjoyed it too um has aj not done a uh 
We must not have. I've seen it come up in the chat a couple of times now um, that uh, they want to know what they want to hear what AJ has to think say about it. He had fun when we played together. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's changed his mind since then, but uh, we had a good horde match in there a few days ago. So yeah, I don't want to speak for AJ, but we played plenty of co-op missions together, and we were both raving about it. We were like, "This is so much fun!" And so uh, you know, anything could happen. Though I, I never want to speak for my co-hosts. Uh, First impressions, early impressions can certainly change. Uh, Asian Panda. Sorry, I keep doing this to you. What? I'll keep doing it to you. I I just got a DM from uh, Eddie at Funktronic Labs. He says tomorrow they're going to drop that big update for the Light Brigade. Yeah. Did he show you the trailer? I haven't watched it yet, but he just sent it to me. (laughs) We're just teasing everybody in the chat right now is what we're doing. Um yeah, I, I, I don't cool. think I, love I, don't, that rip. I don't think any of this is uh, is meant to be talked about publicly yet. Um, but definitely look forward to the Light Brigade update, you guys. <laughs> I, I asked him. I asked him. I asked him if I could say it. Oh, I fantastic! I didn't ask him, yeah. so I just didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I always I always smart. forget to ask. Uh, Asian Panda fifty one zero. That's not how you fucking say numbers. 510x that's a better way to say it the two dollar tip says uh in reference to counter uh counter strike jesus christ crossfire sierra squad uh this is doom for first person shoot this is doom for fps supposed to be fun and fast this is doom for fps supposed to be fun and fast i mean it's it's not like doom because i mean i guess kind of like doom um but I mean, in terms of pacing, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty quick. It's pretty fast and it's not doom fast, but it's, it's pretty fast. Like there's a lot of enemies that come at you, uh, especially in the late levels, man. It gets very hectic. I probably died in the boss fight 20 times. Like the final boss, uh, on hard. Yeah. It, it was hard. Nice. Yeah. Um, love, I would love to see, um, the, the two newest doom games. Um, the reboot and shit. What's the other one? Doom Eternal. Eternal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would kill to see to get those in VR. I'm I'm not the world's biggest Doom fan. Like I loved it. Like when it was first new and Doom Three, I thought was amazing because uh, it was horror slant, you know. Uh, but like playing those new games on the flat screen just didn't do anything for me. Like I'm not interested. Uh, but holy fucking shit, Wes! I would love to play those in VR. I think that would be incredible. I want my Doom VFR for PSVR too. Come on. Give me yeah. that. Yeah. With thumbsticks. Like thumbstick movement. <laughs> right. Oh my god. It could finally be the 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 great marriage between the uh the aim version and the move version. The move version teleport only, aim full locomotion. Like how, be so great to be able to do both things uh in VR. High track grenades. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, let's not let's not do that anymore. Uh, get in my belly, GameCat Wilkins, with the twenty dollar tip. Says more pizza cash. <sighs> I don't think I need more pizza. Maybe, maybe I need a salad, dude. <laughs> like, I think that's what I need. But thank you very much, Mister GameCat Wilkins. Uh, Silver Nexus with the ten dollar tip says thanks for bringing this community together, Brian. Your star in sharing your stage with some fellow stars for us creates a community like no other uh don't say shit like that or it'll go to my head but zach lightning says i want blood and truth that that i could 
kind of compare Crossfire a little bit to Blood and Truth. It's it's pretty similar in in a lot of the ways that it's structured, actually. But it doesn't make you stand and watch people talk for minutes at a time. Yeah, that's nice. a down for me. But I, it's like a lot of a lot of people didn't like that aspect of Blood and Truth. I I did. I, I thought that really made the game the the way they told the story. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was super cinematic. It just didn't really, you know, wasn't great for replayability as far as I was concerned. Uh, um, true that. And, and 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 then once you kind of boil it down, you're like, oh, this entire game is only four hours because <laughs> <laughs> the cutscenes are like two hours of it. Um, however, Blood and Truth does the thing. The other thing I complained about about Crossfire, Blood and Truth lets you ride shotgun in a car and and shoot shit while, you, you know, while people are driving you. Um more vehicles. I want to be looking out the side of a helicopter shooting. I want to be in, in a oh, jeep dude. shooting. I've been playing uh, Uncharted Four in VR, and that scene where, um, like, you're 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 being drugged by a truck, and mm-hmm. you climb up the chain, you get in the back of the truck, you kill the driver, you drive and shoot for a minute, the the, the thing blows up, so you have to jump onto another one. You got motorcycles coming in from everywhere. I feel you, man. This VR needs more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was bored of uncharted four, but Holy crap. That would be amazing. First person VR. Let's do it. <sighs> um, now let's run the game feeling with an interesting pizza bet in the chat. The PSVR one ports are coming. Once the big titles we know about are all dropped. It's a timing thing. They want to maximize sales by releasing these games during lull time. It's an interesting theory. I mean, we haven't even gotten to year one. Like we are six months out from the launch of PSVR two. And I mean, the games just won't stop coming. It's kind of crazy to drop something like Astrobot right now. I mean, don't get me wrong, would be incredible, right? To drop something like Blood and Truth, to drop something like Everybody's Golf VR, maybe with multiplayer update or something. All fucking you know, dream dreams come true, right? But 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 they just get lost in the flood of everything else that's coming. So it's time though. I mean, this time is the holiday season is getting ready to come up. Meta's about to make their big push. If Sony's going to do something this year, we're going to see it. I feel like in the next month or two, you know, we'll see. We'll start to see it. Random Toxie says, "I I hope Toss lets you fling poo." I really want to Toss. To monkey see, monkey doo doo. You want to do that? Oh, Go yeah. play that game. That's a real game. It is a real game. It's coming to PSVR 2, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I think it is. That's why I've, I've never been that. I've never been interested in it enough to find out. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I think that's the only reason I know about the game is because it was announced and then I asked the developers. I'm pretty sure it ended up in a PSVR this week. Alejandro D, cat allergic game cat, with the $10 tip says, hey, guys. Hey, Alejandro. I'm undecided on which games to buy on sale. I can only spend $105. Well, I'm glad your budget is uh, pretty big. And I'm at $180.14. <laughs> I'll put in Discord oh, no. what I own and what's in my cart. Input from the GameCats appreciated. Uh, this sounds like a very important, like urgent message here. I'm going to check out Discord real quick and see if I can't you find should this. Do the, oh, dude, we, we need to start to asking people to do this when we don't have anything to talk about on the show, which I guess <laughs> it's been a long time since we haven't had anything to talk about on a Wednesday, but um, like th- this sort of thing would have been great. Like in January, like we would have loved to have this kind of question back then. 
Um, I don't know where you put it in Discord, bud. Uh, Alejandro, let me know where you put it in Discord. Maybe we can after the after Tag we roll, us up. after we roll credits. Yeah. Maybe we can. Uh, talk about it then uh macho 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 the real estate procrastinating game cat with the two dollar tip says wes how hard is it to port a ps3 slash ps4 game to vr as the resident port studio yourself <laughs> well when i say we can help you with porting i don't mean we can help you with the development end of porting right. what we can do is we can we have contacts at meta we have contacts at sony we know the process of applying to port your game over we can get you in contact with a publisher if you need resources this sort of thing we can help you make your port happen i don't know like technical stuff about the development um you would assume it wouldn't be that hard uh considering how many modders there are out there that are just doing it by themselves bringing like some of the top games ever in the pcvr with motion controllers all by themselves so you would think that studios would be able to replicate that pretty easily uh, but i really have no first-hand experience to kind of draw on for that and it's just all assumption at this point looper the underground game cat says there's a sale going on are you going to review it <laughs> i don't 10 out of 10. that's i haven't yeah. seen this i also haven't seen what's on sale she'll so. Shield, total shield, right? Obviously paid by Sony, the the company that has blacklisted <laughs> me. Obviously paid by them. Um, okay, I I'm heard the it. other channel said it was a seven out of ten. Oh, it's not what I expected. So definitely seven out of ten because it wasn't what I wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm keeping. We really need to keep an eye out for Alhambra's. Um, message so we know where to find this thing on discord uh but in the meantime do you have a game picked up for 20 questions wes i do sir uh oh guys we need all the help we can possibly get because this isn't going to go well it never goes well i feel like I, I i feel like i've got a really bad losing streak going on uh st that started sometime around the time we started playing this game on the show throwing you a softball brian you should be able to get this one softball you say huh or maybe i'm just saying that to throw you off is, is it mlb home run derby did i get it in one no it's not that okay that's uh, one brian I'm just oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> you said softball i was like that's the only yeah, game I, I, remember you, I, I, hit balls. I get it oh uh, what maybe it's what the bat because it's softball yeah i don't know dude all right everybody you gotta help me out we only have six minutes and um you're waiting for the show to end, Alhambra. We're going to talk about it on the show. Okay, that's all right. Everybody go over to Discord after the show, and uh, we can help out Alhambra out. Six minutes and only 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game Wes is thinking of. On your market, get Dez and go. Is this game on PSVR 2, Wes? It is, Brian. Okay, PSVR 2. Is this game also on PSVR 1? It is not okay right. this is so we're down to about 100 games <laughs> excellent <laughs> um, ha, has this developer made other uh psvr one or two games they have right Ooh. uh are any of their games not just this one are any of them based on a license yes whoa is this game based on a license 
I mean... Please define. Uh, that's kind of... Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like an existing IP. that Like from outside of video games. From outside of video games? No. Uh, this oh, this game isn't made by Arvory, is it? No. Damn, okay. Well, that, that would have explained the confusion. Um... <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll explain afterwards. Why yeah, was... it'll be fine. Uh, Dan Kiefer asks, is it multiplayer? No. Okay. Um, okay, guys, we got to think of a PSVR 2 game dev that's created other PSVR 1 or PSVR 2 games. Um, oh, Looper asks, is it a, it, was it a launch title for PSVR 2? No. Ooh. Ooh. That's eliminating lots of games. There was like 40 games at launch. Um, are you, do you operate a vehicle in this game at any point? No. Okay, there goes Runner, you guys. Ian Sandbridge asked, is it a horror game? No, that's 10. Damn. So it's, it's single player. PSVR 2, not PSVR 1. Not a horror game. This developer has made other games, and at least one of those games is based on some kind of license. Was this made by End Dreams? Nope. Okay. Uh, Mads Mazo VR game dude is wondering if you shoot stuff in this game. Is it is it a lot of shooting? <laughs> I love that he has to think about this. I mean, there are no guns in this game, Brian. No guns. Uh, did this game make our top 25 list? No. Okay, so it may be good, but it's not great. Uh, is it a puzzle game? No. It can't be Moss Book 2 Red Sea Gaming because uh, it did not come out on PSVR 1. Um... Ooh, good question, Looper. Is can you play this flat screen? Yes, fifteen. Whoa! All right, that that narrows it down significantly. Um, you can't play VR Skater flat screen. Can't be Operation Wolf because it's not because it has guns. Uh, Beat Saber was also on PSVR one, so it can't be that. Um, no Man's Sky was also on PSVR 1. Damn, this is... <sighs> okay, uh, does this have a cartoon art style? I don't know. No, I think they're going for realism here. Okay. So that, that eliminates Before Your Eyes, that eliminates Humanity, that eliminates... 
uh, Last Worker. Um, man, you play it flat screen. And it was not a launch title. Before Your Eyes is definitely cartoony. Uh, it can't be Demio because it's not it's not multiplayer. Can't be Humanity. Tetris is also multiplayer. Holy shit! I, I'm I'm struggling on the the thing you can play you can play flat screen. Um, oh, is this made by Incubo? It is. Uh, tricky, tricky. You can play a version of this flat screen, can't you? Yeah, uh, just a game by the very same name on the flat screen. <laughs> by the very same name. Wes, is this Green Hell VR? Indeed. You know? It is. Congratulations, <laughs> Looper, for, for figuring it out. Also, congratulations to whoever the fuck told me to ask if we already mentioned it during the show, because... <laughs> So a game based on a license, when we have a title like this, that yeah. is a known IP, but there's only one title. It's just Green Hell. Yeah. So technically it's not, but it is. I mean, it's it's based on the flat version. Mm. People know it. Yeah, I think that, that's but... a no. I, th I think it's, you know, when it, when it's something that's, um, it, it's it, it's very tricky. And I think we, we probably do have to establish rules for this. But when we say it's based on the license, I, I'm assuming that means like, because if, if this if this was Green Hell two, you can't say yeah it's based on a license because it's because there's Green Hell one, right? It's just a it's just the next entry in that series, and so I think that's kind of what Green Hell VR is to Green Hell. Um, but yeah, good good question. It's probably time we we figured that one out. Side by Game Cat Henry says I suck at this. You're not the only one, but if it wasn't for the chat, I would have <laughs> absolutely lost this one. So thank you everybody for the help. Whew. So, all right, man, uh, guys. Don't forget to go subscribe to Wes and his friends over at Virtual Strangers. Uh, also, uh, thanks for being here. Fucking love you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the last couple of days have been really stressful. Uh, and so this is always a nice stress relief. I like coming here because it's just like hanging out with friends. I hope you guys understand that at this point. Um, this is this is my, this is me getting away from work. This is me getting away from my B99 overclocked review. <laughs> so, um, That's not good. Wes, anything to look forward to on Virtual Strangers? Uh, more crossfire talk. Uh, for one, I'm going to be interested to hear what Roots thinks about this game uh, because I don't know if he's got the same kind of love for these arcade shooters that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's no denying the polish of the game and the amount of content in the game. So I'm going to be interested to see where he falls on this. Uh, again, we're going to once again dive into the world of No Man's Sky and check it out on playstation vr2 we're going to be talking about that and two weeks in a row we've kind of put off talking about war of being by tesseract so we might finally find time to uh get into that uh this week as well although i've been thinking about maybe pivoting off of it again and covering um the uh, moss the glass breakers champions of moss instead because they launched it for free on App Lab a couple of days ago, uh, surprised out to all. So uh, if I take a notion that I really want to play that instead, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. 
all sorts of exciting stuff. I'm I'm very curious to hear what Roots uh, and Eric think of um, Crossfire. Yeah, Eric's Eric's in uh, the UK right now, so he's he's just completely separated from all of this. He went to Gamescom, and then um, they had some more appointments and stuff with some studios and stuff over there. So they're just kind of doing a a Europe tour, <laughs> and uh, I actually think they're either flying back tonight or tomorrow. So Eric might be on the show this week. I don't know. All right. Well, looking forward to seeing what happens. Looking forward to hearing everyone's reactions to everything. Um, that's it, guys. Let's get out of here. Uh, thank you, everybody, who helps the channel run, including Rypop, who gets us up on podcast services of your choice, and Sci-Fi Game Kit Henry that puts timestamps into this sucker after the fact. We appreciate you so much. I also appreciate all my mods uh, working tirelessly to keep this community free of toxicity right without parole is like this tiny little corner of the internet uh and when people are being fucking assholes we 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 politely ask them to leave and then when they don't leave we kick them the fuck out uh so <laughs> thank you guys so much for being the best corner of the internet that i've ever experienced you guys are like my home and all my friends um thanks to everybody who helps the channel run financially uh, over on patreon.com slash without parole games and everybody who's a member over here uh, everybody who tips during the show appreciate it so much couldn't do this without you everyone who hangs out shoots the shit helps me with 20 questions and everybody who sits back watches the show and doesn't say a goddamn word we know you're out there and we love you just as much. Happy Wednesday, Wes. Happy Wednesday, Brian. Happy Wednesday, Games Cats. All right, Alejandro says that the message is up in the general chat over on Discord. So if, if anybody wants to play along here, I'm going to go to the general chat on Discord. He says, hey, guys, thanks in advance for the input. This, these are the games I currently own. Uh, he has Resident Evil 8, owns Moss Book 1 and 2, No Man's Sky, Gran Turismo 7, Demio, Saints and Sinners, Zenith, and Pistol Whip. Uh, so obviously a bunch of shit games. <laughs> <laughs> right. These are the games in his cart. Um, he says he's considering Crossfire, but it's not on sale. So the, he, the rest of these games are in his cart, and we need to chop out a couple of them uh, in order for him to make his $105 maximum. Uh, Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, Organ Quarter, and he mentions that he's a fan of Silent Hill, Synth Riders, Kayak VR, Runner, Red Matter 2, Walkabout Mini Golf Bundle, Pavlov. This is tough. Uh, not that tough. Uh, I think Kayak VR gets voted off my island, mm -hmm. and kind of Synth Riders and Oregon Quarter are kind of like the next ones in the in the lot. I don't know what the cost is currently of either of those and how it kind of all works out, but those three um, stick out to me as kind of like not on the level of the other five. Yeah, so Flame Hat says get rid of Kayak VR. Uh, sadly, I mean, I, I, I like what Kayak is doing, but but I'm with everybody else. I, I think that you can absolutely wait on Kayak, uh, especially wait till the multiplayer mode gets added, and then it could be a whole new thing. Uh, I think the the essential ones in there, uh, if you're like, he said he's a fan of Silent Hill, hopefully that means the OG one. So I would absolutely get Organ Quarter. I had a blast with that game. Speaking of weird environments, uh, I know Hooksworm was asking earlier about weird environments, putting your head inside of that pulsating meaty yeah. tv to save your hamburger, game. hamburger tv that, yeah that's about as uh that's about as weird as it gets i would say yeah keep keep uh organ quarter keep the walkabout mini golf bundle 
Saints and, and Sinners and Red Matter 2 are must own game of the year nominees. Like, yeah. I'll put, I'll, to, I'll put my caveat uh, on Saints and Sinners Chapter 2. If how if you've played Chapter One recently, then you don't need you don't need Chapter Two right now. For me, Chapter Two was awesome to get back to that world after like a year or two. But if you just played Chapter One, like I think you can probably hold off like for a super. I just deep finished discount. it. Yeah. I just finished it this like last week. Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? Some uh, some, some yeah, it was really good. Uh, th- there were some questionable things toward the end. It felt mm-hmm. like I you, I could feel the devs trying to wrap it up <laughs> at the end you know oh, yeah. um but no I, I dig it i dig it i think it's better than the first game nice uh those those weren't those weren't the most concise or uh whatever but i, mean, I think i think you got our i think you got enough advice here from us and hopefully the rest of the cats in the general chat over on discord can help you out so that's it happy wednesday everybody have a great night <laughs>